Hey, hey, you're listening to Rising Into Mindful Motherhood. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Wood. I'm a barefoot mama bear, pharmacist, integrative fertility health coach, and lover of all things nature and animals. I'm on a mission to have intentional conversations about the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, and beyond. My mindful guests and I will be talking about struggles, wins, natural wellness, and how we grow and transform as we enter motherhood. My background in healthcare has shown me how broken our medical system is. My own struggles to become pregnant has shown the lack of support for mamas-to-be, the lack of guidance for women to have a nourishing and vibrant pregnancy, the isolation, mom guilt, and all the things we hold after bringing baby Earthside. I want this platform to be a place where women can feel connected, safe and supported to share and hear their stories. A place to use our voice to discuss and advocate about what we need and deserve as mothers. So let's dive in, shall we? All right. Well, welcome everyone. Thank you for showing up and just be sure to put your name in the comments. So we know that you're tuning in live because for our Valentine's giveaway, there will be two lucky winners and the qualifications for the giveaway is to being on live, ideally for the whole event and also engaging with our conversation. So if something Um, we're saying really resonates with you. You can just say something in the comments. You can ask questions. Um, We can definitely go back and recircle to the, um, circle back to any questions at the end. So I'm super excited for our Facebook live today because my dear friend, Dr. Miriam, she is a pharmacist, a self-love and empowerment coach, and she helps women prioritize their mental, emotional health and to improve the quality of their relationships. She has been a pharmacist for the last 16 years and has dived into self-development and coaching to help herself and others heal trauma. And I couldn't think of anyone else better to A, have this conversation with in the month of February, let alone on Valentine's Day. So welcome, Miriam. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for that beautiful introduction. Yes, it happened. um, Divine timing, you know, it just uh, happened uh, to to take place on Valentine's Day. And I'm excited. I feel the energy uh, in this group. um, And I'm happy to be here. Amazing. Well, Let's dive right in. So what can you tell us about your journey that really led you to becoming a self-love coach? Yes. Um, So like you mentioned, I've been a pharmacist for um, 16 years off and on. And um, I was happy, happy with my career, with my family life um, for the last I want to say 13 years um, you know it was a successful career and I still love being a pharmacist I still work part-time in a very nice community pharmacy now however after you know I achieved all those career goals and family goals for myself and checked them off my list you know um, career check family check and kids check and everything I finally had the time 
to work on myself. Uh, I had a lot of uh, trauma growing up in my childhood and in my teenage years, especially that I survived and um, sort of put it away in a box. I, you know, let that go. And now about three years ago is when, um, again, divine timing, things worked out where it, universe was telling me that it's time for you to look at those, that box, to look at those sides of you that you've hidden away and try to heal my heart, try to heal the feelings that come up when we look at our trauma, where we look at our shadow side. Um, so, and the only way I could do it is to really, really cultivate this unconditional self-love for myself, because it's really hard to look at your dark side, to look at your um, trauma. And um, I don't think you could do it um, alone. I mean, I, I, I sought help, but also I don't think you could do it without that love and compassion to carry you through. And now, nowadays, I help women like myself um, look at themselves, you know, in that way, heal the, the wounding from the past or from present, um, you know, relationships and, and move on and overcome. Yes. That's so beautiful. The fact that you know, you really listen to that inner nudge to, okay, it's time to really kind of open that box and be able to process and acknowledge, you know, those traumas, but then also, you know, using what you've learned and helping women do the same for themselves. Yes. I realized, you know, that um, so many of us women, no matter how great we are, all the achievements and accolades and that we get, you know, even becoming mothers, you know, nourishing our families, raising our children. I mean, there's so much we do, so many gifts we have. We're such givers and nurturers. Um, and regardless of all that, we have a really harsh critic, this inner judge that uh, can put us down like on a daily basis, regardless of all those achievements. Like we really concentrate on our mistakes, on what's not going right, what's mm -hmm. missing, our weaknesses. Um, and it results in a really low self-esteem and, and um, self-worth, right? And, and, and that's, that's my job. That's where I come in and shine a light on this, um, idea of this inner worthiness and love and compassion that we need to grow from the inside out. Um, and that's the only way we get to accept ourselves and our lives uh, and put away the judgment and, and the, the harsh critic, you know, that's, that's deep inside. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think you brought up two really important points there. One, as women, we tend to um, as we are nourishing our families, we tend to focus on them and not yes. so much ourselves. So really at the end of the day, you're pouring from an empty cup. But yes. I like to think of the analogy of like, if you're on an airplane and it's going down, you put your oxygen mask on before you put anyone else's mask on. 
And I think that way you can really show up more fully and more present and maybe not, um, you know, sometimes I think resentment can come up when it does feel like you're doing for everyone else, but not really for yourself. Exactly. Because uh, it's a sort of self-abandonment, right? We don't consciously think of it that way. We, it's or so program into our minds that it's it's a good thing to 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 give to others which it is Um, but to what extent if you have no boundaries protecting your energy uh, your mental emotional well-being um, and therefore your health right your physical health also then overgiving can really uh, lead to burnout and exhaustion and I saw that uh, I see that around in so many women and I, I experienced it myself like I said as a mother as a uh, corporate pharmacist uh, for so many years um, I was just giving and giving giving you know there's so many reasons why we give um, trying to be there for everyone and then neglecting our own self what about me? What about my energy? What about my wants and wishes? Is this really what I want to do with my life? You know, we, we tend to not ask those questions and sacrifice ourselves. Um, and then at the end of the day, that or at the end of the decade, you are burnt out and there's not much to give. You cannot pour from an empty cup, right? Um, and now what I teach and what I like to use as an analogy is you fill your cup up so much to the brim where it is overflowing so you give from the overflow and 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 you don't even have to give that at that level your energy is so high you're so filled with love and you're so empowered uh, that you just radiate that out to your family it's that it's a, a very energy rich type of um, essence where you're thriving. You're not just surviving your life and your family and yourself. You're thriving and you're giving a lot better quality of um, energy into your relationships. Every relationship improves when you take care of yourself, when you fill your cup up first. I love that analogy. And I'm just yeah, just picturing like this cup, like just filling, like overfilling, but it's just a beautiful picture in my mind that I have. And it really like that energy is magnetic, I think. Yes. So yeah, that's, that's a beautiful way of looking at it. Um, something I want to go back to that you had mentioned earlier is just the, um, like the negative talk, that like mm-hmm. little negative person that you can have in your mind, um, in some things that come to my mind, um, you know, for moms is maybe you're not doing enough, the mom gill, all of those things, but then also being in the fertility space that I'm in, in this fertility group, a lot of negative talk can come up, um, about worthiness or not being good enough, or maybe you feel that you know, you wouldn't be a good mom or a good parent and even really like a lot of shame around your body for failing, you know, feeling like your body is failing you, feeling like your body is broken, so many things. Um, So really just having that grace and that compassion. 
for yourself. Yes. You know, um, thank you for bringing that up again. It is so real, isn't it? That emotional pain uh, that we feel when, when, when we are judging ourselves, when we think we failed because maybe we're not pregnant by a certain timeline that we've created for ourselves. Uh, or maybe we fail in, in business, you know, not having as many clients as we would like because um, whatever reasons, um, the inner judge, that inner critic, I'm exploring this area more and more now, is so harsh, is such a villain in our minds. And the, the biggest power it has, it's, it's, it's hides. It is completely subconscious. You're judging yourself unconsciously. Um, and it happens in everyone. The research shows uh, positive intelligence re research, which uh, I'm in training right now, it's called PQ uh, brain. So your PQ brain um, has these saboteurs, or the one of which is that inner judge that keeps uh, putting you down all the time unconsciously. Um, but once you become aware of this, once you become that there is this judge, uh, you weaken its power right then and there. Because it's not that you're a failure, it's just that inner voice in your head is telling you that you're a failure if you're not, let's say, pregnant right now or if you're having a difficulty being a new mom or whatever the reason. Um, so just that little awareness alone that this is, this is a defense mechanism that originates in childhood and it's for survival where you blame yourself or you blame others judgment goes both ways for things and circumstances that we consider as failures or as bad quote unquote um, so that awareness alone I want women to realize that even mothers that have children or even let's say if you're comparing yourself to someone who is successful in business and maybe a millionaire and you're not just starting out in business, they have the same inner judge um, telling them that, oh, you're not good enough, you know. So it's, it's not really related to the outside circumstances as we would like to believe. It's it does that inner uh, judge is always putting us down because this is its uh, function. Mm -hmm. um, so what we can do is, that's the question, what, what can we do to fill ourselves back with love and support and ground ourselves into these positive emotions of love, acceptance, and gratitude? Um, like I said, the first step is that awareness to know that that's going on. And there in our coaching programs, um, you know, we learn or we teach uh, how to shift out of that energy using some energy work techniques like EFT, emotional freedom technique, uh, the PQU reps, which are basically strengthening your positive intelligence muscles. It's a form of mental fitness that you do like quick little exercises throughout the day to shift out of that saboteur and judgment mode and back into your um, sage mode, with, we call it, which is where that slow state is, where you are um, empathetic and loving towards yourself, no matter the circumstances. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, thank you for those, those tips for sure. And I think that this is a great time to transition about 
you know, what self-love, self-care, empowerment and mind-body connection techniques or tools do you use for yourself and your clients? Um, and I think the first one I'd love to touch upon is the awareness aspect, because I do think awareness is necessary for so many things. And I think that that word is used a lot, but for someone who might be kind of new to the space, you know, what is the best way for someone to even really cultivate that awareness? If someone kind of feels like, I don't really know if this is what I'm dealing with, or I'm not really sure what this looks like for me, what would be a good way that you would say someone could create some awareness? So um, it's really simple. So when you're in your um, saboteur judgment mode, some people call it survival mode, where your fight and flight is always on, your stress levels are high, your body is um, in fight, flight, or freeze mode, let's say, that those things manifest in your body and, and in your mental uh, body too. Like So you would feel anxiety, you would feel um, stressed or depressed or... Um, you know, other symptoms, because some people have migraines that, that um, stress leads to. So that's, that's where your awareness comes in. So becoming aware of what state of mind and body you are in. Um, and also, like a quick exercise is maybe throughout the day today, or even for one hour, become mentally aware of that inner voice, your inner self-talk, right? What is that voice saying? Is it saying, oh, Miriam, great job. You did great on this Facebook Live. Or is it saying, oh my gosh, you paused a lot. Oh my God, you said, you know, a lot. And um, I don't think you were as good as, as you could have been. So like catch that self-talk and, and you'll be amazed how constant and how berating it is. Mm -hmm. And that's the awareness. That's a little light switch that goes on. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't know I was doing this to myself. I didn't know I was so mean to myself. And that meanness, you know, translates into feelings, into energy. So if you're mean to yourself, you can radiate that, mean, you know, that negative energy out to your partner, maybe to your relationships, to your kids, unknowingly, unaware that this is going on. So that awareness is a huge, big step. And, and, and once that switch is on, where you're catching your thoughts, you're observing your thoughts and your energy, um, is really a gift. It's really, it really um, empowers you to take more steps. And this is how my, my, my own self-development journey started. Because I was bombarded, you know, that box I talk about, that trauma box that I had put aside uh, and never looked at, never touched for the, you know, last 30 years, really, uh, was filled with guilt and shame of what I had been through, which was a lot of abuse um, and abandonment issues and core, you know, mother and father wounds that I won't go into now, but that was filled with all that negative energy and heaviness that I was carrying inside, right? And once I opened that up, or I was, I, I needed the awareness to how do I deal with this? How do I uh, shift out of this energy? How do I digest this trauma and let it go? Um, 
because it doesn't serve us, right? These these negative feelings, I mean, they serve a, a purpose at the beginning, but just steeping in them and, and for, for years and years being depressed and anxious and stressed and in guilt and shame and uh, can really, you know, do damage to your physical health, mental health. So um, that awareness is a huge big first step mm, yeah. yeah beautiful thank you for explaining that because I know um for some people they might not be quite sure how to even notice those things I know for like before I started working with Christina you know like I didn't even know what a block was or anything like exactly. that so it could be a very new terrain to be on for some people and and that was a really good um, explanation. And really, I think once you cultivate that awareness, that's really when you can start noticing. And just for an example, like when you're getting those automatic negative thoughts, you can flip them. So that's just kind yep. of one aspect of really the self-love. But yeah, so any other techniques or tools that you have in your tool belt, I would love to hear. Um, yes. So um, really a lot of um, self-love really comes from, for me, my own experience, really comes from this idea of radical self-acceptance. Mm. So, you know, we all have had trauma in our past, surviving childhood, um, whatever situation, some worse than others, some some le to less degree, but we all know what it feels like to to feel shame and guilt and feel not good enough um, and to hide you know yourself and your feelings. Um, so really the 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 way to cultivate self-love is to have that courage and awareness. Uh, that there is a way uh, to look at those difficult emotions, that negative energy we're talking about, the the, the judgment, the the self uh, hatred sometimes that we put on ourselves um, unknowingly, really, uh, and turn that around and accept those parts of ourselves that are unacceptable um, to our you know subconscious mind, and just slowly to accept that, yes, things have happened to you or things are maybe not happening right now that you would like, um, but that's okay. Like your, your inner self-worth is, is something that you're born with. It has nothing to do uh, whether or not you become a mother or whether or not you succeed in your business it shouldn't be dependent, right, on these outside circumstances, because then you're always brokenhearted, because life happens, the difficult uh, events happen to all in all our lives. And, and um, having this self awareness and, and empathy and love for, for oneself, um, that is unshakable. And it's part of your, your essence of everyone's essence. I mean, we're all born with a lot of self-love and self-esteem. And, and if you doubt that, look at babies, right? I mean, they don't have, or, or children, when, when they first start, um, they, they have a really healthy sense of self at the beginning. And then uh, events happen, and then conditioning happens, parenting happens, and um, 
that self self love muscle weakens and it just turns into uh, hatred, really self loathing. And I know people um, knowingly or unknowingly, you know, doing that to themselves and living in that way. So there is hope, there are tools to shift that energy to come out of it. Um, but you do have to have the courage to take that on, to take, it's a journey. And once you start growing, um, good things start happening. Your energy starts changing um, and you see results and that keeps you wanting more. So it's a never ending journey of self-development and self-love and self-empowerment. Absolutely. And I think, and you can let me know what, what your thoughts are on this. I think when you even just starting to cultivate that self-love and self-empowerment, for me, at least, I feel like that's when the self-care then does not have to be justified because it's just obvious. I love myself. I'm going to take care of myself whatever that may look like. And, um, you know, I was thinking to myself today, just before we were having this conversation, like, what is self-care to me? And I was just thinking it could be so many different things. So, um, for example, I got myself like a, this little face mister thing. No, it's not a mister it like shoots a steamer. That's the word I want to use steamer. Mm -hmm. And I will like cleanse my face with a facial oil and use the steamer. I'll do it for five minutes. And like, to me, that's self-care. My daughter and I went outside today because the sun is out. That's also a form of self-care. If I'm feeling like taking a bath, I think that's also a form of self-care. I think whatever makes you feel good and fulfilled and happy and fills your cup up mm-hmm. is self-care. It doesn't just have to be massages, although I do think that that's a wonderful form of self-care as well. Um, and yeah, I just feel like the self-care part just kind of is almost natural when you really do cultivate that self-love and, and empowerment. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that you brought that up. Self, self-care sometimes you know, that used to be just a phrase I heard once in a while before Mm -hmm. this whole journey, right? What is self-care? It's just a word if you're not practicing it. Same with self-love. It's just a phrase if you don't feel it, if if it's not in your heart, if you don't feel that about yourself. So you're right. It's it's action. Self-care is um, nourishing your mind, your body, and your spirit, Mm -hmm. your soul. For me, it's that tri-level, and then it brings in that connection between mind, body, and soul. So things have a list of things you do for your mind. Mm-hmm. Had, you know, and that includes maybe switching out of those negative thoughts and patterns. Um, people-pleasing like is a pattern that was huge for me. So mm-hmm. I had to create boundaries, really, really self-loving self-respecting boundaries and I mean I could have a talk at least an hour on boundaries but those are those are should be like non-negotiables especially uh, if you're on a self-care and self-love journey especially if you are thinking of um, 
becoming a mother, a fertility journey should be, I think in my mind, is a self-love and self-care journey. Um, so taking uh, prenatal vitamins, right? That's something you start doing for your body as a form of self-care to, be, to becoming pregnant. So like adding onto that list, things, what can I do for my mind? What can I do for my body as a form of self-care? And what can I do for my spirit, for my soul? For the body, there's so many uh, exercises and movements and yoga, dancing, nature walks, whatever is nurturing to you. You, you. you make your own tailored list and actually write it down, journal it. What makes me, what would make me happy? Mm-hmm. Um, and fill me up, fill my cup up. And then the ones for the soul, again, are tailored to you. For me, a nature walk is yeah. sort of checks all three marks, right? It's good for the body. It's good for the mind. It's good for the soul. It just expands your energy instantly. It grounds you into Mother Earth. You feel supported. You feel taken care of. Um, and, and you are, it's part of a, a, a self-care routine. So the self-care and self-love for me is a non-negotiable mm-hmm. right now. And I like to call it um, the self-love the routine that I have right now is unconditional self-love. So it doesn't matter what's going on in my outside. It doesn't matter if I'm quote unquote failing um, in in this relationship or I didn't do this that I you know my to-do list is not done or my kids you know grades are not as good so it doesn't have to do it, those things don't affect it. it it is non-negotiable routine that I do let's say breakfast lunch and di- dinner I make myself a, a really nourishing plate if this is what is lacking this is what I do um, or the the three times nature walks in, in, during the week. This is this is a non-negotiable. So when you can really practice that over an extended amount of time, um, you will see changes in your energy, in your health, in your vitality. Hopefully, in your fertility, because everything is connected, isn't it? That mind, body, and spirit connection, and things I love to do for spirituality or for the soul is um, solitude, a lot of alone time, just rest and relax. Even if you don't meditate or you don't pray, which I do, meditation and prayer are are such important part of my day. Uh, And the more I do it, the more benefit I see, right? In my energy, in my life. So I'm like, of course I want to do more. But even if you're new to that and you just want to sit quietly in your room for five minutes uh, and then ex- start from there and then extend that out. Um, so or reading, you know, finding time to read a really uh, good book that, that you enjoy doing. That's also self-care. Mm-hmm. So I hope that those, those ideas help. Yeah. Thank you. I, I loved all of those, especially, um, how you explain like an, a walk in nature can really check all three boxes off. And I've never mm-hmm. necessarily thought of it in that way, but yeah, being out in nature is definitely extremely nourishing to me. So that's so true. It checks all three off. Absolutely. Um, 
So whoever's watching, let us know in the comments what your favorite types of self-care look like. Um, because like Miriam mentioned, it's all tailored to us and what fills our cup. Some people may not find a walk in the woods very nourishing. Maybe you'd prefer walking on a beach or not being outside at all. Everyone is so different. Mm -hmm. um, so share with us in the comments. And I think I'd like to maybe talk about the benefits that you see and know about really cultivating this self-love and mind-body connection. You know, how can that impact one's health overall, um, but also someone's fertility per se, since we are in a fertility group, you know, what would you say is, is a, the biggest impact? You know, it's really um i'll bring in that word again the survival mode versus the uh, thriving mode right where you're rested your energy is full um so when you're in survival mode i'm sure you talk about this more and post about this in your group um, the hormones involved the physiology involved uh, is different you have more stress hormones um, your body is uh, contracted, is in fight or flight. Uh, that affects your fertility hormones as well, right? Uh, I'll give you an example, a perfect example. When I was a fourth, fourth uh, year of pharmacy school, uh, was really tough, um, especially because um, I was trying to graduate. My mom was sick with cancer. I was helping take care of her and at the same time I was married to my first husband and we were heading for a divorce and on top of that my great idea was that I think this is a great time to get pregnant <laughs> and we were trying to get pregnant those last six months um, of, of our marriage of pharmacy school and obviously that didn't happen right I did not get pregnant but I do remember the self-talk at the time and how what I meant that mean at that time. Um, oh my gosh, I have issues with fertility. I'm never going to get pregnant. Oh, I know so many women who have uh, trouble getting pregnant. Of course, that's me too. Um, I never thought that it maybe could be him, right? And that's, that's definitely a possibility. But that self-judgment, that self-talk was um, very negative and it sort of added to that fuel, you know, uh, to that fire. It's like putting fuel on that fire. Um, but now I see the gift in that, you know, because that marriage ended up in divorce and not that there's anything wrong with having kids. I would have, and I did know part of me knew that this, we are heading for divorce and I still wanted to get pregnant and I still would have been happy and uh, having those, having kids, but there was, somehow a gift in that because you know a lot of things changed after that period of my life after that those traumatic experiences um so my point being that stress and your state of mind and your well-being really affects your physiology and and listening to your body if you're overwhelmed stressed out if you're overgiving, overextending and burning out, um, it's really not a great time for your body to take on more by getting pregnant. So maybe it's just protecting you right now and it's self-preservation and it's 
um, telling you to take care of me first, like take care of your body, take care of your, the circumstances in, in your life that need attention, whether it's working less or finding a job or, you know, whatever it is that's, that's causing the stress in our lives. Um, so everything is connected, the mind, the body, and, and I also uh, like to take women on this journey of sort of dropping into the body, into the chakra system. I know you, you believe in those energies too, and, and, and really um, connecting, consciously connecting to your heart, to your womb, to your um, solar plexus, you know, to your uh, first energy center, whatever needs attention to really go in there and, and see what's, what's in a way blocking you, what's mm. maybe needing attention, extra love and care. And, and those energies really shift quickly once you do the work, once you give yourself the space, the time to heal, to let go of some things, to cultivate uh, love and, and compassion and empathy for yourself. It really works. It really does wonders. Thank you yeah. for sharing that story and really connecting the dots, I'm sure, for so many women who are listening. Um, and I think you said it perfectly, like being in the survive mode versus a thrive mode. And I know for me, when we were trying and struggling to get pregnant, like it was all about the the survival mode, fight or flight, definitely a lot of constriction within the body. Um, and mm -hmm. it really can just affect your physiology so much. And, and that also includes, you know, any thoughts that come into our minds and can just really lower our overall energetic vibration and frequency and so many things you explained that beautifully thank you and i and i want to follow up with that and it turns out i didn't have a fertility problem with my second husband you know um it just happened you know like the second month we tried we got pregnant which was another blessing but i want you to see both sides of that story like the woman i was those last six months where maybe it was longer, I don't quite remember, but the six to eight months where I was trying to get, like picture that woman stressed out, overworked, overwhelmed, like this, the, 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 just barely surviving uh, and not being able to get pregnant, of course. Like I see it now, of course I couldn't at the time. Of course my body was uh, totally ridden with stress. And then versus this body, you know, that it was in a healthy, supportive, loving relationship, no abuse, no financial abuse, no story, you know, like it was a healthy relationship. Um, of course, there were other financial struggles, but uh, the stress level was was so much less. Mm -hmm. and, and, and my body was able to easily get pregnant. Um, and I and I have had um, miscarriage. I wanted to say I have had an ectopic pregnancy in between my two healthy pregnancies. So things do happen like that. And that was completely normal for me. So my fertility, thankfully, blissfully, uh, was a great journey after uh, that beginning part. So I just want to share that in terms of maybe giving hope or giving 
a different perspective where if you know it, things do work out it's just sometimes a matter of timing a matter of health a matter of um, how do I nurture my body my mind my spirit my environment so that if this is what I want it's like I can help it flourish you know yeah thank you for sharing that um kind of other side of the story and just to kind of um put it in perspective for some people you know it doesn't necessarily have to be uh the a relationship a certain relationship causing the issue it could be so many things one example mm -hmm. that came to my mind is your job you know maybe yes. the job that you're in is causing you so much stress, so much heartache, whatever it may be, um, that, you know, simply changing your job could create so much drastic change. And I'm not saying that go change your job right now. Everyone has their own unique situation. That's just another example to kind of give like another view as to how, you know, certain things that could be happening in your life, um, you know, I always think and I've learned from my own journey and, and in the work I've done with so many women that the universe, you are always supported by the universe and the universe, God, creator, spirit always has, you know, your back and, and has your highest good in mind. So yes. for Miriam's, you know, situation, it just was not the right time for her. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that doesn't mean that she wasn't able to get pregnant. She was able to get pregnant and with, you know, the right person at the right time. So just to kind of put that into perspective and. Yes. Thank beautiful, you. Beautiful story. Thank you for sharing. No problem. Um, do you have any questions? I can't see if anyone's live or. Um... I have four people on. Oh, I see Christina's on. Hello, Christina. Hi, Christina. <laughs> Um, yes, I have a couple more questions. One, I'd really love to know, how do you take time for yourself as a mother of two to do self-care? I know that you mentioned that meditation and prayer is really, um, you know, a non-negotiable for you. So what does that look like? Do you take five minutes in the morning after they go to bed? Um, I know for myself, it could change day to day depending on what's going on, but um, how do you make that happen in your daily life? Yes. Um, so, you know, we're all busy, especially mothers, of, you know, not, a, I don't want to say especially mothers, but it's true when you have a family to take care of and you have a job and a career and a business entrepreneurship. So we have all these um places where we give out energy, right? So how do you find time for yourself, right? Because we all know these things are good for ourselves, but how do you actually practice it? And again, going back to taking this uh, love, empathy, and responsibility for yourself. So if you want things to change, you got to prioritize your self-care and self-love. If you're wanting to get pregnant, like you said, this is a no-brainer. This is should be non-negotiable. Just like taking prenatal vitamins is a non-negotiable. Ask any doctor. That's the first thing they give you. So, so what I do, like you said, the meditation and prayer, 
um, every morning and every night is a must for me. And for me, those two things are almost interrelated, like whatever feels right for you at the time. Sometimes all I do is just sit on my bed for a few minutes and try not to think of anything. I just drop into my body and I'm like, oh, my shoulders are tense. So I give love and attention to my body or I just place my hands on wherever area hurts or whatever uh, needs a little extra love and care. Um, so this is like a practice I've cultivated over the last three years. Um, I'd like to share this part of it where uh, cultivating gratitude for, for yourself and your life. So first thing I do when I open my eyes, I see the light outside. It's morning. So I even, even, even actually before opening my eyes, once I come to, they say that those are the best times to meditate or to have this kind of practice because you are very susceptible to, to uh, your subconscious is open still, right? So you're, you're very suggestible. So whatever you tell yourself, whatever energy you ingest and nourish yourself with will really stick and sink in to your subconscious. So I start saying th my thank yous. Thank you for this bed. Thank you for the light. Thank you for my children in the next room. So I, I say that as many times, as many things until I feel the smile come on my face. So you want to cultivate that feeling. It's not just the words. It starts with the words, but that feeling, once you feel the gratitude in your heart, you, you, you start smiling. You really start be, feel, become filled with grat gratitude and joy. So once that happens, I mean, that's, a great little five minutes right there. Mm -hmm. um, I say a quick prayer, I get out of bed. So even that five or 10 minutes, if that's all you can do in your day, that's that really nourishes your energy. So, but after that, um, I do take at least an hour before bed. And my bedtime is like 9pm. This is like, I used to be a night owl. I, I love to stay up till you know because I get really creative my energy starts going at night but I realized that if I have to wake up at 7 a.m I want to get my rest in so 9 p.m so that means 8 o'clock by 8 p.m I'm in my room I'm in my bed that's where the meditation comes in that's where the uh, I have certain prayers I do certain times of day so I do that and then throughout my day I I catch but this is like a routine that I've developed over the years. I catch my inner judge. I catch my saboteurs. I know my patterns. I know my people pleasing. I know that I'm an avoider. I will avoid tasks that are difficult or situations that um, where I have to say no. I, I know I'm a vo avoider. I people please. I say yes. So like catching those patterns. And when I do those moments, um, instead of saying, oh my gosh, you know, you're such a this and that, like you're, you're not good enough. Instead of berating on myself, I'm like, you know, I can let that go. I can just, and then I have quick little exercises that shift my energy into uh, empathy and gratitude again. So it's, it's a whole practice I've developed uh, and it really works but the bottom line is boundaries. You have to have these boundaries, these non-negotiable boundaries that you know are, are preserving your energy, your health, and, and consider yourself worthy of them, of practicing these. 
Thank you for sharing that. And I love the, I mean, I love everything you said, but the last two things you said is considering yourself worthy. Yes. Cause you are worthy of putting this time in, whether it's one minute, two minutes, five minutes, you can build on it. Miriam has been doing this for the last three years. I've been kind of on and off doing it. I still have a toddler um, who crawls into bed every single night. So mine, you know, can look like five minutes. It can look like nothing. Um, but when you really start just building on very small but sustainable steps. So just knowing that you're worthy for putting that time in mm -hmm. and then boundaries. I think we're going to have to have a whole nother Facebook live to talk oh, yeah. about boundaries, because I think that they are so important, especially as you enter parenthood, because you're going to have people coming at you from every which way. And it really starts when you're pregnant, when you're in labor and delivery. And then when you're a parent, a ton of people have thoughts and opinions. And that's just like one way and one set of boundaries that you need, but we definitely will have to do another um, Facebook live on that, but beautiful. Thank you so much. Um, I would oh. love to share, you know, how you support your clients, what offers you have. Um, I'm sure you're really resonating with a lot of women and, you know, where they can connect with you to learn more. Yes, I have um, a group and a, and a business page called Self Love First, which is the name of my coaching company. And right now I am gearing more towards women who want to um, overcome some of the traumatic experiences of their past or present time. You know, even this fertility journey can be traumatic if, if you are uh, suffering from guilt and shame or whatever uh, feelings of not uh, being pregnant by this timeline or, 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 you know, there's so many challenges to a pregnancy journey that I can relate to. Um, so any kind of trauma, any that is uh, causing stress that is keeping you away from achieving a certain goal. Um, I, I work with women who are ready to tackle those with love, with patience, with a lot of the tools I've learned that I'm using personally as well, one-on-one. Uh, uh, -on -one. Mm -hmm. uh, so anyone interested, um, we will uh, maybe put a link to that uh, group in under the live. So I would be ha happy to you know, answer questions or anything like that. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Uh, I forget. We, um, the word safety, safety and support, you know, come with trauma healing or uh, whatever journey you're on, a self-love journey or fertility journey or entrepreneurial journey. You know, we learn, we talk about uh, this before, the sense of safety and support, leaning on support. We can't do this alone. It is, uh, we are not meant to do any of, you know, life alone. So leaning on support is a, is a big uh, tool that I had to learn for myself, asking for help, um, enlisting into coaching programs, hiring assistant, hiring a coach, uh, going into therapy. These are all supportive um, 
you know, areas that you can reach out to. You don't have to suffer alone or you don't have to go through this alone uh, and know that there's help out there. So I'm here. Thank you. I was going to ask if you had any final thoughts, but I think that that's a beautiful way to end unless you have anything else. Um, no, I, I think I'm, I'm okay. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Uh, this was a, a beautiful opportunity and, and I love your group. I love what you're doing, helping other women um, with these um, beautiful holistic ways, not just, uh, you know, oh yeah, go take your vitamins and it'll happen when it happens call me when you're pregnant right yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of the messaging we get from the um from our doctors so i i want you to know i want women to know that there is more out there you just have to reach out um explore do a little research there's so many coaches like katie like myself that um are are here dedicated um to helping you Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I just wanted to add to, in terms of um, the women that you help with, you know, wanting to heal trauma. And I know you had mentioned fertility. Um, and I just want the listeners to know that there is so much trauma that can go mm -hmm. on with fertility. And it might be some that you don't even realize. So miscarriages, losses, um, you know, even previous abortions oh, yes. or, you know, past sexual abuse. There's so many things that I have seen come up in my clients. And I just want you to know that that, that is trauma and it's okay. And you can lean on support like Miriam said. So just being open, um, but also ready to lean on support as well, because you deserve to, be able to really process and heal that trauma so you can move forward and you know ideally have a healthy pregnancy and just a healthy life overall so thank you so much Miriam we will both go through I think we have a lot of comments so we will both go through and answer any questions that there may have been but thank you everyone for showing up live I will go through the comments um, see who was on the Facebook Live, see who engaged, and I will announce the two giveaway winners. So Miriam has made a self-love meditation, and I will also be giving away my 30-page fertility manifesting journal. So thank you for joining, and thank you so much, Miriam. Beautiful. It was such a beautiful and genuine conversation. We'll definitely have to have you back on to talk about boundaries, because that's a big one. I would love to. Thank you, Katie. Thank you for all you do. 